0: Hey, hey, I'm Cass. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to Seduce.
1: Quick disclaimer, we are not healthcare professionals, but we just talk about life and all our experiences. So come along and enjoy the ride.
0: Let's get juicy. Good morning, Kat. How are you on this bright, beautiful day? Oh, good morning, (laughs) Cass. I'm very well. How are you? So tired. But... (laughs) We will not speak that into existence. (laughs) I am so great and alert and my mind is all working. the sun is out. So (laughs) (laughs) we got this, all right? We're going to get through this. We do, we do. What are we chatting about today? But actually first... How good are some of these DMs coming through on our I Instagram? We're having wonderful, wonderful feedback from you guys. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And we love your stories as well. You know, people DMing, telling us their personal stories and how they can relate to certain podcast episodes that we've released, so it's really great. We just had a girl today message us about how she had dreams and the symbolism behind that, and yeah, so really cool. Oh, it's really cool. It's good to know that we're not the only ones that experience these things, Absolutely,
1: absolutely. (laughs) So, you know, on the topic of feedback and our podcast, I thought it might be a good time to speak about the name seduce mm. and how we came up with that
0: yes and i gotta like commend you on this one you did uh, we did really good you did really good oh, though because the final name seduce was was you girl yeah. it really was
1: <laughs> and you know where it came from i think when we started to brainstorm and discuss ideas on what our podcast would be about the common theme was uplifting people
0: absolutely and it
1: was about raising vibration and it was about how do we bring self-empowerment to people mm. you know through our voices through a podcast so that's where seduce came about because it's essentially we are seducing your mind mm. <laughs> the things we talk about are making you think about things in a different light and making you experience life from a different Lens.
0: And we played on the the spelling of it. That's right. We
1: don't spell seduce the traditional way and oh. I think that's that's a little bit of cass in there. <laughs> so you can speak on that one, Cass.
0: Yeah, so we were really talking about how when we were brainstorming the idea for the name, what did we do so often? Mm. We would have our uplifting chats over normally a walk and a juice. Yes. So Juice in Hand, we'd walk along the beach and have our chats. And so I think we were tossing around with a few different names, like talking Juice. Yes. and
1: <laughs> juice. The Juice.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, so.
1: There were a few. And then it was like, well, how do we tie in the two? How do we tie in the fact so. that all our chats off air before we even started this podcast were with the Juice in Hand on the beach? Mm. And at the same time, it was so, like, the way we'd bounce off of each other, we were like... We were uplifting each other with those chats. And we were, you know, Cass would talk to me about, you know, the concept of health and what's good for your mind and body. And it would literally, like, I'd leave those conversations just feeling so good and wanting to apply it to my life. And I think in return, you know, I gave you that
0: back. 100%.
1: And that's where it was like, well, we essentially seduced each other,
0: (laughs) didn't Mm, we? We really did. (laughs) In the best way possible. (laughs) In the most non-sexual way possible. Yes. <laughs> like,
1: let's make that clear. Just yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. Like sex on the beach style. Like
0: <laughs> juice in hand. Like We were even gonna do our promo <laughs> shots on the beach, actually. We were. Yeah. We
1: were, and then we were like, oh maybe that's a bit too much. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> we need to calm down. <laughs> but
1: this episode, I wanna talk about seduction. Yes. I want to talk Ooh. about seducing people.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> oh, Yes,
1: you would. So basically, <laughs> we'll preface this episode by saying that we're going to chat about a particular author called Robert Greene. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And his book called The Art of Seduction. Uh, before we get into that, though, let's have a really good chat about what seduction is. Mm. Let's describe it because it may not be what you think. So when
0: I think about seduction... hmm I think of what is that movie? Is it Basic Instinct where Sharon Stone is this murderer novelist? That's what you think of. No. You know when, okay, (laughs) calm down. You know when she crosses her legs in front of all the detectives, but she's not wearing underwear? Oh. That is literally when I think of seduction, my mind just goes to Sharon Stone crossing her legs provocatively in front of these men to get what she wants. And she does. And it works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, you've okay. got to watch the movie. She kills a few guys with a nice pick, but yeah, uh, mm, mm. seduction at its fire. yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, seduction is a form of persuasion, and that's the interesting part because it's more about psychology than it is about beauty, mm-hmm. right? So it's not about it's not all, it's not about the way you look because some of the best seductors if, or seductresses, if you want to call them that, they were not these drop dead gorgeous women or amazingly handsome men they were just people that knew how to speak okay so it's a game of mastering the psyche of the person that you're looking to seduce oh. right so your body language your actions the way you speak like non-verbal cues and verbal cues right oh. that's the part that captivate people and that's how you can you can use that to your advantage basically to change their mood And essentially get them on board with whatever it is that you want them to do.
0: Okay. So is this a tool for finding love? Because it kind of sounds a little bit narcissistic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think it's more, yes, it can help you find love. Mm -hmm. I think it's more about what it is that you want from a person or from, think about it in the workplace too. If there's ever been a time where you've needed something from a boss or a colleague and the approach of being direct isn't, you know, that's not the right communicated style that you need to take with this person. So you have to do things in a roundabout way. I'm sure there's been occasions where you've probably done this at work, maybe even without realising and you've gone in an indirect way to get Mm -hmm. what it is that you need out of a staff member or, you know, so it's about understanding who you're speaking with, how they operate, to then get what you need out of them. So, look, we're going to go into the how-tos and all of Mm. that. But as I was reflecting on the concept of seduction and our podcast name and how we came about it and whatnot, I really started to look into, like, you know, have I ever been seduced?
0: Have you? Well, I think I'm the seducer. (laughs) I was just about to say, or are you the seducer? Okay. Well, have you ever been seduced?
1: (laughs) Um, Like, has there ever been someone that's, like, totally captivated you to a point of, like, oh, my God, I've got the biggest crush and everything he says and does is, like,
0: you know. Yeah, I guess you could, yeah, yeah, Yeah. maybe, yeah.
1: If you can recall to, like, that time, what was it about that person that made you feel
0: that way? They were funny, but is that a form of seduction? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay, funniness gets me. But isn't that just a characteristic? Yeah, but... What I'm saying is, depending and when they on buy me food or bring me food, is that seduction? <laughs> well, I got you an, a um, a taco. Is taco a form of seduction? Well, did it work? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, then it is. <laughs> no. Look. Okay. All right. So
1: I was reflecting on this, right? Because I was thinking about yeah, like have I ever been seduced? And then it was mm. like, well, no, not really. I think I, I seduce others, but not in a sexual way. Yes, okay not in a, I'm not yes, talking yes, about yes. in a sexual way. So I'm going to give you a bit of background and Cass, you might actually not know this about me but <laughs> we're going to talk on a personal level you're so like right what's
0: what she going to say? I'm like is this why I always agree with your ideas on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm like yes, cat. You're totally right. Yes. I know. I said at the start that no, I didn't want to do that, but now I do. Like, it only takes like two minutes. Yeah, and I've literally. got <laughs> it. board. Actual, it's an art form. <laughs> really, teach me your ways. <laughs> okay, well, hear me
1: out. Right, so when I was younger, okay. home life sometimes got a bit chaotic, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of turmoil with extended family right? Uh There was always a lot of drama and there was a lot of stresses and there was mental health things going on and and people were not living their best life back Uh in the day when I was growing up. I'm talking about primary school days. So there were a lot of times where I saw my immediate family quite unhappy. And as a, as a kid growing up, that's not what you want to see. You don't want to see your mom upset, your dad stressed, your sister like this, or, you know, your grandparents, this and that, like you, you want harmony. You want a bit of peace. And me being a Libra, I need that balance, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So in that time, it was, it was a good decade of craziness that was going on for the family life, right? Wow. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. But without getting into the nitty gritty, that's irrelevant. But the part that is, um, that is important to note for this episode is I recognise that when I acted a certain way, I could change the mood, of mm-hmm. the people around me. yeah. So whether that was little things like making them laugh, whether it was little things like chatting about something completely different or taking them out of that environment where it's like, oh, let's go outside and play or let's let's distract you, right? Yeah. I started to learn from a young age that, oh, by doing these little things, I get a different response from them. So they're no mm-hmm. longer stuck with the sadness and, and craziness of life. We're, we're almost like putting that to the side yeah. and just experiencing the good again. So from a young age, that was my tactic when something dramatic would happen in the family or there was like some episode going on or it was all really nuts. I'd let it go for a little bit and then I'd come in and try and change the mood. Gotcha. And that was my coping mechanism. Like a little magician. Right. That was my coping
0: mechanism. And then as I got older... Can we just stop? Your coping mechanism was actually helping others. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. This is what I mean, right? So...
1: The skill then, like, evolved. So as I grew up and now I'm in, like, teenage years, I started to realise that I could build on it to get what I need from people. And it was simply by just understanding their needs,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? If I understood what it is you want, then I understand how I can make you do things that I want. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, it's a two-way thing. I, I can't just take and take and take from you. And expect to not give, mm-hmm. right? But if I understand that, ah, you know, Cass's end goal is to, I don't know, buy that coffee cup that's sitting on the shelf, and I know mm-hmm. you really want to do that, but I don't really want you to do that. Mm-hmm. But I know that's what you want. That's your end game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's then about, well, what sort of things can I do to shift her from – the idea of that particular coffee cup and move her to the one that I like, which is that (laughs) particular coffee cup. Yeah,
0: wow. And it was
1: by, it's really interesting because it's just by listening and understanding who you are that I would then take it and flip it around and make you see things from a different light. Gotcha. Right? So that is something that I've really like unconsciously Mm. began to understand about myself in my later years now. At the time I had no idea what was going on. It was just like a thing that I did. I I was, you know, I wanted you to be a better version of you. I've always had that in me, right? If I see someone upset, my friends going through shit, I'm always the one that's like, okay, let's pick you up. Let's make it better. Yeah, That's me. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to what it is that you're missing, what it is that you really need. And then through my words, I'm going to uplift you and get you to a point where you feel empowered enough to stand in your own and make the decision that you need that's Mm -hmm. right for you. So if I can see that that particular coffee cup that you want is not the right one for you, I will do my absolute best to persuade you Mm. because I I feel like I know you enough where I can talk on that level, right? It's about about the people that you care about and the things that you, you know, the people that you consider like in your close circle, the ones that you look out for. I found a way to really hone in on their emotional state and then use that for the better to prop them up. So it's a really complex kind of thing, right? Yes. But when I, about five years ago, I came across Robert Greene's book on seduction and, um, and you know, he's, he spoke about it as the art of persuasion and how you persuade people to do the things that you want and it can be used for good or it can be used for bad. Mm. You know, we talk about like manipulation yeah. and it can be used. When you understand your victim, if you want to put it in that term, mm. you can make anyone do anything if
0: okay. you know where
1: they're coming from.
0: Okay. If you
1: know what makes them tick. So Can I right. try this? Like so it's <laughs> it's obsessive. quite dangerous. But for me, when I read this book, he was talking about you know, and we'll get into it today. He talks about the how tos of seduction and and the steps that you take. And I was like, oh shit, I, I do that. Do that. Wow. I do that. Like it gave it it gave it a name for me. I was mm. like, shit. All right, that's seduction. Like that's that's pretty full on. That that's what's been going on in my mind from such a young age, and it's only come from a place of I just want to shift a mood. I want to make life a bit easier for us and a bit happier for us.
0: Yes. You know, so it's come from a good place. Your, your then, end goal is comfort with those around definitely. you. Definitely. And, and, yeah. and to see you comfortable, thats mm. that makes
1: me feel good. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I'm getting something out of it too. It's not only helping you, assisting you, raising your vibration up, but it, I feel fulfilled seeing mm. the people I care about, like living their best life.
0: i get it. So you at know? this point I'm wondering like how you do it Mm -hmm. do i do it like i'm asking like you know what i mean in my mind i'm like oh do i have this technique down pat
1: okay well before we get Mm. into the technique of it Mm. let's chat about in the book the art of seduction so robert green right he's written a few books i'm not sure if you've ever read what's it called the 48 laws of power
0: i have heard of that yeah no i have not read it
1: Okay, so that's that's another good book. I'm only halfway through that one. That's another brilliant. Wow. I think he's got one on like the art of war, and he I've talks heard about of that as well. yes, a lot of like psychological, mm. like amazing, amazing books about the human psyche. And um, th- but this one in particular, the art of seduction, caught my attention because it's how you persuade someone, and that's obviously mm. things that I'm interested in, yeah. right? So obviously, the first book I pick up is
0: like, ah, oh, of course. Next book is like waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> that's like learning war techniques um <laughs> we might have to the next episode is me like i bought some weapons <laughs> and i want to try them out and you <laughs> on this set. <here>. i'm okay <laughs> can we not
1: oh my gosh no but look robert green says that seduction is persuasion that seeks to bypass the consciousness and when it stirs the unconscious mind, that's when you're really seduced. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's happening to you without even realising. So listeners mm-hmm. at home listening to this right now, when Cass and I speak to you on this podcast, the things we talk about are filtering into your subconscious mind mm-hmm. without you even realising. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of you will listen and, and you'll have us on in the background and, and there'll be times where you zone in and out, right? You'll go, mm-hmm. oh, I kind of missed the last few minutes, but... I'm just, you know, you yeah. might be getting ready for work, you might be driving in the car, you get a bit distracted, but just know that your subconscious mind is still listening even when you're consciously distracted or mm-hmm. taken away from. So the things that Cass and I talk about are really specific, the topics that we choose, because mm-hmm. it is about our whole podcast is about uplifting, uplifting. and raising a vibration. Yeah. So when Robert Greene talks about when it bypasses your consciousness and goes to your subconscious, that's when you know you're seduced. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to this podcast, you're seduced. Yes. And it's a brilliant thing yeah. because you'll switch us off. And I know, I can bet on it, that everyone listening to this, when you switch off our episode, you feel good. Yes, you don't you don't leave us feeling depressed or sad or like we've drained your energy. I know that it's an energy uplifting Absolutely. effect, hundred percent. And I know that because when I listen to us, Cass, mm. I get that same vibe. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, so and that's strategic. That's mm. us being strategic mm. because we have a purpose to uplift, raise vibration through this this podcast. So we execute that yes in the way that we speak. Okay. So. Yeah, this, um, this episode is a little bit of insight, I think, yes. into us and, and giving away a little bit of our secrets. But it's important to know because these techniques that we're going to get into the how-to soon, they can really help you in all aspects of life, in mm. love, in work, in friendships, family. Like this is a really powerful tool if, if, if done correctly. Yes. So the first thing that Robert Green discusses in his book is the nine types of of seducers. Mm. So the personality and characteristic traits of seducers. So how to be a seducer, basically. Mm.
0: Teach me. (laughs) Well,
1: what you'll find is when you go through the nine of them, you'll find... Bits of yourself in there. And he's categorised it pretty, like, specifically. Like, these nine, you're one of the nine. Or you could be a mix of a few. Okay. So we're not going to go through all nine because it's a very, like, deep and extensive list of characteristics. But we're going to touch on four. I've chosen four to talk about. All right. So the first seducer or type of seducer that he chats about. is a siren. Oh, it is the siren.
0: <laughs> I've seen this on TikTok. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing a snippet of it and they talk about Melron Munro being a yeah. siren. Yeah. And I think there was part of me that went and looked up the PDF of his book because I obviously didn't have the book and I didn't know you had it. And that's when I kind of thought, oh, is this manipulation? What is this? And I definitely don't feel that I fell into the siren category. <laughs> I was like, that's not for me.
1: (laughs) Well, the siren is, yes, you're right. Marilyn Monroe, think Cleopatra, that Mm. sort of type of seducer, where, okay, so essentially they say that, well, according to Robert Greene, this is how he writes it, right? A man grows bored with a woman, no matter how beautiful, he yearns for different pleasures and for adventure. All a woman needs to do to turn this around is to create the illusion that she offers variety and adventure. Mm. Okay? So, when you think of a Marilyn Monroe character, Mm. she was always acting in a certain way to appease the males in her life. I haven't watched that documentary, I've read books and stuff like that, right? But the way that she carried herself in life was she understood that it was a man's world. Mm. but she also wanted to get to a point of you know like look Success, at me yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. be successful in this man's world or how do I get there well she understood that a man wants me to be a certain way when he wants it mm. so that's what she did and she became this seductress to climb up that ladder
0: you know mm-hmm. and to
1: get the things that she wanted they reckon that with the siren it's like it's about creating a physical presence so it's heightened, you know, sexual allure and making the man feel like he's, he's trapped. He's totally, like, captivated by everything that you're doing. You know what I mean? He doesn't even want to look at anyone else because you're just this illusion of, of amazing, like, beauty and grace and, you know, everything that he wants. Okay, I'm going to question this. Yes, please do.
0: But do you feel like you can be – I feel like I could be that way to one guy, But then be the, I'm still the exact same person, but not be that way to another guy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like one person that I'm with, Mm -hmm. one boyfriend, let's just say, Mm -hmm. could look at me exactly like that, be totally captivated, not look at other girls. Yes. Then I could be with someone completely different that does have the wandering eye. You know what I mean? Is it essentially the guy, the victim? Is that, yeah, is well, that okay, what you would call using it? Using that
1: terminology, which is in the book, right? Yeah. It is about the victim.
0: It's about what he wants. Mm, okay. So everyone's read differently, essentially. Right. So Everyone has,
1: has different wants and desires. When they talk about, when Robert Greene discusses the siren, he speaks of that characteristic. He talks about all this, like, sexual, you know, connotations and things like that because it's about how... If you're with a man who's very powerful, mm. who has everything that he wants at his fingertips, mm-hmm. who's the type that can make his own money, do his own thing, he, he doesn't really need anyone or anything, mm-hmm. right, but he wants something more, Yeah, you become that for him. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to say if you want to grab a man like that, if you want to grab a super powerful, like everyone's got a weakness or everyone's mm-hmm. got something that they're missing. So when you find what it is that they're missing, that's when you can – turn it around and be like, how do I make you mine? How do I make you fall in love with me? How do I make you see me and only me? And it's like, well, I'm going to adjust myself to what it is that you need. So this siren, she represents like a powerful male fantasy, mm-hmm. like sexual, sexually charged, you know, super confident. You know, she's this alluring, you know, it's like this He would look at her and be like, I know I'm going to get pleasure from her. It's a little bit dangerous. Yeah. She gives me that edge that I need because I've got everything else in my life,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. Gotcha.
1: And now I've got her, which is something new Mm. that I haven't been able to conquer, you know. So it's all about the personality type of the person you're trying to seduce. Mm. And this book teaches you, based on the victim who you're trying to seduce, it teaches you how to act to get them.
0: Mm. Okay. Mm.
1: I suppose it is like manipulation. But it's also, look at it like a technique, like a, a, a way in which you can and get what you need from someone. Interesting. Hmm.
0: Very interesting.
1: It is very interesting. And, and obviously, like, the book goes into greater depth and a lot more detail on each of the seducer, like, characteristics and types. But like I said, we're we'll just touching them briefly, yeah. you know, for, the, for this episode.
0: Does it tell you how persistent you have to be? Like, the siren, does hmm. she have her own life? You know what I mean? Like is she doing her own things or is she just totally obsessed with no, no. the end goal and it's
1: more about think about when you meet someone for the first time mm. and then your next few encounters with them. Oh, so it's okay. talking about the beginning. Mm. It's forming that, you know, creating that um excitement, that vision of your excitement okay. in their mind, something that they oh. hold on to when they
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. So yes. he
1: he comes from an avenue of like, if you want to you know get that guy get that girl yep. understand what she needs or he needs from you mm. and then be that person
0: and how do how do you determine that from the first couple of meetings? How do you determine what this person might need in order for you to seduce them? Yes, we'll get
1: into oh, that. Oh, okay. That You've cast. got the answers don't to all worry. my questions. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> so so we've talked about the siren. Um, so anything in that cast that you think, yeah, that's me? Oh, there are little bits. Little bits. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Yes, how about you? No, I'm not her at all. Oh, okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. But anyway. Keep going. The next one is called The Rake, R-A-K-E. Now, this is a male seducer energy,
0: Uh, okay? uh, So
1: The Rake is a great female fantasy figure. Uh When when he desires a woman, it's brief, but he will go to the ends of the earth for her, okay? So it's not something that's going to last, but it's something that when you're with him, you feel like the only girl. In the world. Hmm. So. Okay. I'm trying maybe, to think of ever, if, maybe
0: I've, like, if I've ever had a rake. Maybe like fuckboy energy. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, have I had a rake or have I just had a fuckwit? <laughs> a fuck wit? <laughs> okay. We that out? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So basically,
1: like, the rake's energy is he's got this, like, distracting power over a woman. Mm. So all you're thinking about is him, even when he's gone. I think I have that all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few. No, 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 not a few. Just just one. So I think just one. Wow. wow.
1: Well, let me keep going. You oh, tell okay. me. You all tell right, me. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he teaches us a simple lesson, intense desire. That's it. Uh-huh. The key is to show no hesitation, to abandon all restraint, to let yourself go, to show that you cannot control yourself, and you're fundamentally weak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Right. So that's that's mm. embodying things yeah. that you're.
0: Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Oh. He's probably read this book. <laughs> Legit. He probably knew <laughs> and did it. Does it purposely? <laughs> I'm not even joking. You know what? <laughs> Wouldn't <it> surprise me. No. <laughs> you know what? We found
1: out a lot about him then today, didn't <laughs> <haven't> we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, so that's that's very interesting. Wow! Actually. And so that's okay. Mm. Anything mm. else he does? His greatest asset is his reputation.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Really, could have been autobiography. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Might as well have him
1: on as a guest. Oh my god! And the interesting part is um, when Robert Greene talks about the rake, and obviously when he 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 writes the way he writes in the book is like he's writing to you as if you are the rake, right? Uh-huh. So he says in here, the "Greatest asset is reputation. Never downplay your bad name or apologize for it. Instead, embrace it, enhance it, because it's what draws women to you." Mm, wow. Okay. Oh, you can so relate to that one, can't you? <laughs> Holy moly.
0: <laughs> okay. He changes
1: like a name in your phone to The
0: Rake. <laughs> I think I've, I've already got the name saved as Life Lesson 1. Oh, there you yeah. go. A.K.A. Yeah. The Rake. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. All
0: right, all right, let's leave that one. The third one.
1: The third type of seducer is the ideal lover. Oh, okay. This sounds nice. This sounds sweet, right? Okay. You long for romance, adventure. The ideal lover reflects your fantasy. He or she is an artist in creating the illusion you require, idealizing your portrait. So basically, your dream guy or dream girl, the ideal lover will come in and play that role. So they'll understand what it is that you're lacking out of your romantic life and the things that you want emotionally, and they'll play that person. They'll be that person. That's a bit
0: cute. I think, am I experiencing that right now in my life?
1: Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. I think you have an ideal lover on your hands. Mm. Mm.
0: Absolutely.
1: Mm. Continue. (laughs) Mm. Interesting. (laughs) They're rare, though, in this modern world because... I believe so, absolutely. Yeah, because an ideal lover is really... It comes from a genuine place. Yes. It's It's not a fake... Okay. Or, you know, egotistical. It's, yeah. it's really based around, you know, I like this girl or I like this guy and I just I just want to be the right person for them.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, okay, yeah. yes, we are experiencing that right now, aren't we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, if you're experiencing that, like what are the pros and cons to that, Cass? Tell us. What are the pros and cons of an ideal lover?
0: Well, the pros would be that I feel like an absolute princess Mm -hmm. all of the time Mm -hmm. this person is kind this person is considerate this Mm -hmm. person will put themselves out for you to ensure that things are running smoothly in your life they don't try to create any drama yep it's about acts of service yes affection Mm -hmm. yeah all those things food (laughs) edibles (laughs) clearly I mean, that goes without saying, doesn't (laughs) it? What are the cons to that? Are there any weaknesses to that
1: or are there no weaknesses?
0: I don't actually think there's any weaknesses, no. I think that in the modern world people get so caught up, and I know I was as well, of seeking someone that you almost can't have, Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: that doesn't provide you with, almost stirs you internally. Yeah. So much so that you're left feeling like, oh, okay, I want that person to love me. I want I want to, you know, it's, a, it's almost about that chase. And then when you have this ideal lover, mm. so to speak, mm-hmm. there's none of that internal rustling of your feather. You know what no. I mean? So it's just a sense of calmness, so much peace, I would say. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I suppose it's also because, because they're actually like ticking Th- like they're ticking all your boxes. Mm. Everything that you're looking for, they're being that because they're aware of what it is that you want. Yes. And so they want to appease you. They want to be that person that fits the mould of what, you know, your dream guy is.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Absolutely. Mm. Mm. That is very, very mm. interesting. <laughs> so you've had two, you've experienced two out of the three so far. The rake and the ideal lover. Do you think you're an ideal lover? <sighs> <sighs>
0: Maybe in some parts Mm -hmm. because you kind of want to mirror what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. But at the core, no. Yeah, at
0: the core, maybe not. (laughs) But that's okay. Mm. Hey,
1: everyone's got a a way of doing things. You know, we've all got our own love language and the way that we, you know, the way that we want to be and act towards people. But I think, like you said, like mirroring people, that's Mm. quite a natural response too. So I'm sure that, you know, if you're dealing with an ideal lover right now, like I'm sure you're giving a lot of that back.
0: Mm. Yeah. it's only natural. Yeah, and a little bit of the rake. No, just joking. (laughs) So the rake is quite unapologetic, can't they? Yeah. 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 I can be a little bit that way, you know. Yep. Just that bit of savageness.
1: (laughs) There's that word again.
0: Yeah, so, okay, maybe I've got bits of each. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Because
1: What's the it? ideal lover, they're very observant. Mm. I don't know if that's you. I
0: don't know if that's me, no. no. It's funny how we looked at each other and we were no. like, that does not sound like you, me.
1: You just want to be observed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and nurtured
1: and loved. <laughs> See, you need yeah. an ideal lover. That's yeah. one of you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so the fourth type of seducer we're going to talk about is the charmer. Oh. So... The charm is seduction without sex.
0: I'm the charmer. <laughs> we just figured out what I was. We just, we just did it. Oh my god! I'm gonna make him wait.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting because I don't, I don't know. Oh, charmers, okay. Continue then. They're a little bit into manipulation. Oh. So they mask their cleverness by creating a mood of pleasure and comfort. Their method is simple. They deflect attention from the, themselves and focus solely on their target. Oh. So they understand your spirit. They feel your pain. They adapt to your moods. When you're with a charmer, you feel better about yourself. No. no. <laughs> no. Just, just only that just sex mark. Just the no sex bit. <laughs> <laughs> so... The Art of Charm. And this is, and you know what, I think this is the one I resonated with the most, but you tell me what you think, right? Yeah. Because outsider's perspective can also be also, very can different. we make it
0: clear to the guys listening that I will have sex with my <laughs> partner? <laughs> I'm just, just, just putting that out there. <laughs> so keep sliding into the DM, but don't stop. <laughs> I'm just <clears throat> maybe waiting till marriage, like. <laughs> continue okay took a turn
1: so so the art of charm and and i want you to tell me if any of these characteristics are me because this is a little bit of how i see myself Mm, okay maybe i'm the charmer all right so the art of charm first they don't talk too much about themselves yes that's you which heightens their mystery a bit yeah yeah okay the second is they seem to be interested in you And their interest is really, really focused on you and they give you a sense of relaxing yourself and then you're happy to open up to them.
0: Yes, that's you, 100%. I think it is, right?
1: Mm. They're pleasant to be around. They have none of most people's ugly qualities like nagging and complaining. Well, unless you talk to Luke, then I've got that. Nah, I
0: don't think you'd be a nagger. You're not that much. We know naggers. You're not that much of a nagger. You're not a nagger. No? No. Okay. No. Time is like, the- <laughs> I'm thinking about when when, when were we ordered the- <laughs> when we ordered the pizzas on oh. Friday night. Yeah. and you said to Luke, okay, we'll get a slab, and, you know, this was just between you and Luke, the pizza. I was ordering my own thing. Colin was ordering his own thing. But you're like, okay, margarita with mushroom, and Luke's like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, got it. Waitress comes along, and Luke's like, so what are we getting paid? And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you just read to the waitress what you want. She's like, oh, you're like, I want a margarita with mushroom. And you didn't nag him or anything. You just went, oh, my God, like, <laughs> and you and you gave your order. You know, it wasn't like you went, Luke, oh, my God, you never listen. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yelled yell at him in the restaurant. Nah, no, that's thing. not my style. That's not your style. I just yell at him at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and delete his comments from our page. Oh, yeah, I had to. Yeah, <laughs> I had to delete.
1: Oh, you know what? That's a, that's, that's
0: a story for another day.
1: That's a story for another day. But, yeah, so I think, I think I'm the charmer. Yeah, I think you are too. I think that's my that's my thing. Anyway, hmm.
0: so. Let's get into how do you seduce mm. someone. Okay.
1: Before do we do, it. though, do you think that you –
0: This will be the cliffhanger. Leave them on the edge. <laughs> then it's like <laughs> ne- episode next week. <laughs> Should we? We'll drop it in two weeks, guys. <laughs> how we you week? seduce people?
1: Yeah. yeah, don't read the book between now and then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next time. Yeah. <laughs>